We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Roadwire DFS show. I'm Adam Zadrug, joined by Jack Burkhart. We're here to talk Saturday's two-game World Cup quarterfinal slate at DraftKings. But first, oh my gosh, I, I can't wow. believe what I just saw. First off, Jack, well, I see your kit here. You got the Modra kit. Um, what do you think about that match? That was, what a match. I mean... I thought Croatia definitely deserved to equalize towards the end there. I don't know. I thought they played pretty well in the first half. They weren't completely negative, and they were sort of creating chances a little bit moving forward. And I don't know. Brazil couldn't do anything. And Lavakovic or Levakovic, depends on who you ask. What an outstanding game from him. Yeah. I can't claim I'm a lifelong Luka Modric fan. I got this as a souvenir, but uh, it's only fitting for today. What a match. So DFS purposes, stupid. I'm not sure I actually want to watch Croatia in the semifinals again, but, you know, here we are. Uh, you know, I think it's just in terms of the match, I don't know. Like, you can't – it's it's Brazil's fault. They should have – they shouldn't be open to the counter with three or four minutes to go in extra time. I mean, it's on them. It's just kind of stupid to – how they put themselves in that position, all the subs they made, just kind of stupid. For DFS, I don't know. You, I know you had a Livakovic captain lineup. I don't know how it turned out, but I had one. I had Livakovic. I had Paqueta in there, but I also had Allison. Uh, man, rip! <laughs> I, I, you know, I was sitting right there, ready to take the contest. Allison negative one point five. Uh, Terrible. We had, we had Millie Tao. Ryan turned me off of Millie Tao. He finished. I don't know, maybe at ten. Basically, the lineup I put in yesterday, where I was, I wasn't using Rafinha or Vinicius. Like that lineup, actually looking pretty good if you use Paqueta and Casemiro on the midfield. But you know what, Livakovic. What are you gonna do, Livakovic? Twenty-two, I think. Uh, Allison minus one point five. It's unreal. I mean, if you don't have Livakovic, your tournament <laughs> day is over today. I have um, I have a good sweat in the $5 single entry because I think I have like a six-point lead because I had Livakovic and I had the Paqueta and Neymar. But I don't know, feels a little bit vulnerable. But maybe this uh, Netherlands-Argentina game 
it might go i thought it might be a little slower compared to the other two games so i have like messi and otamendi so let's just go messi otamendi goal and then i'll take a little bit of a win here because uh cash games i feel like are gonna be ugly i had ali son i had Vinny. it's not great yeah my i think my cash lineup is pretty much dead but okay so saturday's line lineup slash slate whatever you want to call it it's kind of the same in terms of the odds, kind of the same, except Portugal are a smaller favorite than Brazil were today. Portugal, 57% chance to win, 1.65 implied goal total. And then you got a pretty tight match between France and England, 1.35 implied for France, 1.24 implied for England. And we don't have the situation where you have – you have Mbappe, or not Mbappe, you have Messi and Neymar and, and those guys, you oh. plug those guys in. It's very easy, and then decide the rest kind of thing. We don't really have that on this one. We have Mbappe's at 10.8K, and then what else What else is there? Uh, I guess for, <laughs> for cash, would Bruno Fernandez be a lock at 9.5K? Are you coming to that as a lock in cash games? Yeah, I mean – at least in, you said this was sort of similar to today's slate, the one that we were playing, but uh, at least in today's slate, there were good plays. It almost feels like almost no one is a good play. For me, Bruno is probably one of the very few good plays. It feels good play, like a player that you really want to put in your lineup and feels like has a solid floor ceiling combination. I mean, other players have that, but I think at 9.5, Bruno is going to be, he should probably be 100% in cash games and he's going to be very difficult chalk to fade in tournaments. There's just not many good alternatives at midfield. Yeah, in terms of these matchups, I guess before we get into it a little bit, I kind of think so. If you read my betting articles, I have the same bet in the Portu- in the Portugal match that I had in the Brazil match. It was no goals scored in the first half. I think Morocco are going to play pretty similar to how uh, Croatia played today against Brazil, and I mean we can put that into our thoughts on this DFS slate in that. Uh, maybe, you know, Portugal is not going to score six goals again. So, um, <laughs> so, but so what, what does that mean? What do we want to do? Do we want, do we want to pay 10.8 K for Mbappe as a slight favorite? That just seems kind of crazy yeah, on this I, slate, but what else do you want to do? I guess that's kind of, that's really the difficult thing. So I tried to, I'm writing the article. So I try to make a cash game lineup. I'm like, okay, let's just throw Mbappe in and see what we can do because the pricing is, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of funky, but I don't really, I feel like I have to punt at two spots with Mbappe and I don't like it. So if I don't play Mbappe, I also don't like my lineup. So we're definitely going to have to figure that one out. But I, don't, I was curious, I looked at your betting article and you didn't comment too much on like a, you know, an over under for this England France game. I think this England-France game, especially from a tournament point of view, has potential just to be terrible for DFS. Um, do you have any thoughts on, you know, if this could be a very defensive matchup, maybe a cagey affair? Because I think that would influence a lot about how you want to approach things. Uh, maybe. I mean, it does have a higher implied goal total, 2.59, than the other one. But... 0. 0.08, though. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, with any of these, it really depends. Like, is one of these teams going to get a goal in the first half and open things up? Or is it going to be scoreless after 70 minutes and it turns into what we had kind of in this Brazil match where there's guys getting subbed off? Um, it's I'd say this, this one's kind of hard to, to project in terms of the over-under here. 
Um, I would lean, I mean, just because we take into account how England play. Uh, yeah. But on the other side of that, I think there are openings for France to allow goals against Foden, Saka on the, on the wings for England to, to benefit there. Yeah. Um, as for defending Mbappe, that's another story. But I, I think it's going to be like Kyle Walker is kind of going to sit back and almost be glued to Mbappe uh, for this matchup. So I know there's there's uh, conversations or is, he was even asked in the media, Kyle Walker, about who he thinks is faster between him and Mbappe. And he's like, I don't know. I guess we'll see because those guys are considered, you know, two of the fastest players yeah. at the World Cup. So. Yeah, we'll have to see. I don't know. I just really can't sell myself on this being a good a good spot, a good game. And I don't know. I think it's important to discuss these things too. It's going to determine your approach completely. But England can play very, you know, they can play end of very playing very slow and not create a lot of chances. And I know France in previous knockout tournaments, they're also capable. Maybe they don't play, you know, four attackers like this. France are also very capable of slowing a game down. So it's going to be something you have to be very aware of. I guess like, you know, maybe they don't play Dembele and they play a three man midfield with uh, they throw in Kamavinga there. And in that case, I'm almost completely uninterested in the game, at least in our projected Whoa. lineups. France have four forwards. And on the other side of that, though, are you how many goals are you expecting in the Portugal match, though? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I guess what I'm telling myself is that Morocco, is there, you know, is there anyone you're going to put in your lineups or is it just going to be like guys from other games? <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just play Bruno and then. A full uh, bench roster. Under, yeah, a full bench roster. I think this Portugal-Morocco game might have some chances to go over. At least that's my first inclination. That's my preferred route. You can play whoever you want. You just have to make good lineups based on it. <laughs> and Morocco, maybe they're a little bit fatigued after playing 120 kind of heroic minutes. And um, Portugal certainly have allowed opportunities to other teams. So... I think that's maybe a sneaky spot where, I mean, we're not, it doesn't have to be a ton of goals. Like maybe there's three goals in this Morocco Portugal match and only one goal in this England France match. I could right. certainly see something like that happen. Um, and for tournaments, that's kind of how I want to, that's kind of how I'm looking at it, especially based on how everything's priced. I mean, so if I don't really think there's going to be two goal, you know, if I don't think France are that likely to score two goals, or I don't really think there's going to be a lot of goals in that England-France match, it's tough for me to pay 10.8 for Mbappe. I think his anytime goal score odds are like at plus 160. I don't know. It's just a difficult spot, and I think Mbappe is going to be popular, so I feel like I'd just rather look elsewhere. Right. I was, I was going to say that, too. Mbappe is still going to be popular, so, I mean, he, he might even end up being the most popular play on the slate even though he's the most expensive people aren't going to care they're just going to plug him in because yeah. of what he's done already so yeah and it's not like Neymar or Messi today where you definitely just want to plug one of them in I I don't think you have to plug in Mbappe and if you don't play Mbappe I mean it's kind of play whoever you want salary wise so I think there's a lot of different roster construction you can do so yeah. it's a route I'm interested in taking yeah, I think another thing that has to be mentioned, we haven't really talked about it that much on prior shows, but for these games going an extra time, I think, well, at least in cash games, you kind of have to focus on guys who aren't going to be subbed off early. We didn't really mention it with that Brazil match. We, we just figured, you know, Brazil, a two, goal, two implied goals. So it's like, okay, we're fine with Rafinha's and, and Vinicius and that kind of a thing, even at the AK price tag in this game. But, you know, both those guys off 
pretty early. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if something like that, I think we just have to put that, take that into account for these games. And, and as we look at the rosters, I'm going to yeah. say, you know, your Bernardo Silva, the Bruno Fernandez, those guys most likely to go 90 plus for Portugal. Whereas yeah. Felix Ramos probably coming off earlier, uh, Ziyech and Dakimi, probably some of those midfielders from Morocco, uh, Harry Kane, but you know Foden and Saka both coming off early. Buffal uh, definitely coming off early for Morocco. Yeah, Buffal, uh, Dembele and Giroud probably coming off early. Dembele, Mbappe yeah. and Griezmann options to go ninety plus. So I think these all these things have to be considered a little more. Whereas I don't know how much I was considering it before. But it, it definitely, as we saw in this Brazil game, we probably should, in cash games, maybe put a little more into the guys who are going 90-plus uh, than, yeah, I than think the non-90-plus so. guys, I guess. That's especially important in a format like Showdown, I think, um, if you're playing in those games. And I do think it's worth noting, I mean, okay, I mean, there's going to be a lot of substitutes, but if you want to play a guy like Otavio at 5K on this slate and he only goes 65 minutes, well, you need to be aware that you have two other games that could have 30 extra minutes and a few extra fantasy scoring. So there's slightly more downside to guys that come off early in these situations. I agree. Yeah, it's... uh... I don't know if I would have changed what I had in, in cash games because, you know, Ryan Ryan took me off of it. But just considering the Venetius and the Rafinha today, why not go down at midfield, save 3K with the Casemiro or Paqueta, who guys who are more likely to not be subbed off early. But, I mean, it, obviously it's less goal assist upside, so it's kind of – you got to kind of compare those things and, and yeah. how you think the match is going to go. But And I think it's a little bit tilting and maybe – you know, maybe we kind of ran a little bit bad. I mean, Vinny and Rafinha coming off in the 65th minute feels like that was a little bit early. It's not like neither was playing that poorly. And I think maybe the manager just wanted to get other attackers and some fresh legs. So yeah, it's, it's (laughs) difficult. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's just fresh in my mind and I'm frustrated by it clearly. So uh... (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels bad when that type of thing happens. I mean, I played so much Vinny captain in showdown and he got subbed off early and it just completely ends your day. It, it, it stinks. And um, you definitely need to be aware of things that can happen in that way. Well, I had, I had Paquetta captain in a lineup and that one didn't even cash. So oh, I don't know what to tell you. Rip. <laughs> yeah. All right. So forward on this slate, <laughs> uh, we mentioned Mbappe and Ramos is now nine K seems pretty high here i mean we can look at the goal odds and I think it's ramos like has 70. yeah he has the best odds at plus 160 and Mbappe's plus 170 but it's not it's not massive it's not something that stands out to where you have to play him again he's just coming off the hat trick so no uh joe felix is 8400 harry kane is 7500 Giroud 7100 i mean you can just read just go down the list here, but plugged into my lineup. I, I skipped over those guys, but plugged into my lineup. I have Griezmann and Dembele. What do you think about that? 7,800, 6,600. Um, I think Griezmann is going to be one of the most popular forwards in cash games. I mean, he basically has a monopoly. I know in that first game, Mbappe took like half of the corners, but that doesn't really seem to be what's going on anymore. So no, Griezmann's been a real focal point in the attack. So, I mean, just lock him in along with Bruno Fernandez in cash games. And then you kind of have a decision to make at second forward. Dembele, 
is not a bad shout, but if you're listening to our previous conversation, Dembele is going to be subbed off at the 75th minute. In That's this a good match, point. Almost certainly. But at 6,600, I don't know. That feels... I might be willing to do that because the only other option I can really find at forward is Bernardo Silva. We're going back to the well at 5,300. And that doesn't feel like a particularly good route. So if you scroll in the free kick tracker, I was like, oh, easy game. Bernardo Silva's been taking half the corners, but I think he's been taking short corners. Am I wrong? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> you don't even get that benefit. So that might be a little bit misleading because I looked at Bernardo's game log and he has a. He has more corners than crosses, which is the most tilting stat line to see. Five corners, um, two crosses, last two starts. Yeah. Not great. Not great. But yeah, I mean, I when mean, you play, if you play Bernardo Silva, you're basically just playing him for the salary and hoping he gets to five points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, his anytime goal scoring odds are like plus 340, but I don't know. Those, I think that market is just juice. So I don't even really buy that. That's probably not correct. I'd like to, I'd like to bet against it if I could. But, um, yeah, he has no shots. Yeah. No shots yet in, in the World Cup. Yeah. These betting markets are sometimes ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, who else are you going to, who else are you going to play? So if you want to spend out, you play Silva, you play Dembele, and he gets subbed off early. And Nezri. You could go back to the end this What about this Chidira guy off the bench who had who probably should have scored against Spain? Uh I'd have to pull up his game log. Just use him as a full punt. Uh he had he, he had two shots. He only played against Spain, probably should have scored, was in on multiple breakaways uh for Morocco, but just couldn't get it done. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, if you plug that in, Adam, and then you try to fill out the rest of your lineup, like what are, who are you going to play? Ronaldo, so, play Ronaldo yeah. and Chidira <laughs> off the bench. Yeah, bench players only. That was the original strategy because we don't care for any of these starters. But that's kind of that's kind of the problem, though. Like, if you don't play Mbappe, I mean, what else are you going to? You people might almost get funneled into Mbappe because they don't want to spend salary on any of these other players. Like, I don't know if this is a bit of whiplash. We can go to midfield. Do you want to play Phil Foden at 7,200? I fell into him. Um, so he played 65 minutes last game, but that was after, I think they're already up three goals at that they point. Scored, they scored early, yeah. So I think that was a rest thing. So we're still, I mean, he is obviously a sub risk because of the other people that are in the team, but he is 7,200. Yeah, so I guess the question is, it might even be a 2v2 if you want to be in the whatever 6K, 5K, something range at forward, or do you want Mbappe, or do you, or do you want Foden or a cheaper midfielder, I guess is kind of what it comes down to. But I, my, in my lineup, I fell into Foden at, at utility, so... Yeah, that that is the that is the construction difference. So if you do play Dembele, the point is is that you are going to play Foden because otherwise I don't know who you're going to necessarily play at midfield. I mean there there are some names. Um, There's a lot of names. I mean Bukayo Saka is probably not a cash play. Hakim Ziyech. So I mean I kind of like this matchup. So in tournaments I really like Hakim Ziyech, but at 6300 I'd rather try to find the 900 to play Phil Foden. And you scroll down and it just gets a little, it gets gross pretty quickly. I mean, Jude Bellingham at 5,900. 
Otavio at 5,000. He's going to get subbed off early. I mean, there's really almost, there's no one I want to play below Rabio at 4,600 either. I mean, you might, you might end up playing Rabio in cash to fill up a utility spot or a midfield spot. Just depends on how the construction works out. I mean, I think any of these midfielders are in play. As we saw today, as we've seen throughout the tournament, we have Modric had his best floor game of the tournament today against Brazil. Brozovic had his best floor game of the tournament <laughs> against Brazil. Like you can play the, these midfielders. We saw it even against Spain with the Moroccan midfielders, like the Unahi, Amrabat. Like those guys had fine floors in a game they barely had possession of the ball. Like if you want to go down there, I don't. It doesn't. It, this doesn't seem like a like it's Premier League where these guys ha, are getting two points. Um, it, it seems like their floors have been better. I mean, obviously, still still inconsistent and still two points is always in play here, but for the knockout games, it, it just seems like there's the, the central midfielders are just doing a little more. Um, I, I don't know the exact reasoning for it is, but um, <laughs> maybe variance. I don't, yeah. I, I don't really feel as comfortable like Declan rice at 3,500 or something like, I don't know. That's just not a, it feels like it will go wrong more often than it, goes right i don't know i don't want to be affected too much by the recency bias and that hendo oh hendo, hendo don't even get scored. me started on that that's <laughs> he's got a corner set pieces there you go play jordan henderson 3900 i still i still think a lot of these guys are kind of in play here they are but if you're gonna play some of these you'd play them if you have mbappe i guess yeah you're kind of making the case for Mbappe when you're talking about these plays right here. Like if you want to play some of these low price midfielders, like who, like Amrabat, right? We have him projected to start for Morocco. I mean, or whoever, I guess you kind of just plug in a guy. Nah, you think if you think that gives you five points, then you should probably play Mbappe and just, you know, punt at one of these spots just to get that upside. Pretty much. What, Maybe we can go to defender quickly then, because when I'm looking at defender, do you want to spend the 5,700 for Rafael Guerrero? In my first run, I did. And I feel like this might be a spot where you can pay up a couple times at defender, perhaps, or maybe not. But um, the Portuguese fullbacks look good. I looked it up and Morocco conceded 73% possession to Spain in the previous game. So maybe it's like 60 to 65% possession they give to Portugal. If that's the case, you have to figure that Guerrero and Delo are getting forward and getting some opportunities to cross. But I don't know. What do you think? Maybe. Um, I don't know. For like the possession-based matches, it's – Sometimes the fullbacks will get up there. Sometimes they'll be a little further back because everyone's already up the pitch a bunch. I mean, we can look at this this Morocco-Croatia match and just looking at what the fullbacks did. Sosa had two crosses. Juranovic had two crosses. Um, I mean, I think all these guys are kind of in play. I, I think most of the people will kind of go with what you're saying, Guerrero, Delo here. And I think you did the double Portuguese fullbacks in the last slate. I think that'll be popular because they are favored and they have had 
good performances in the tournament, so they yeah. will be looked at. Um, honestly, every time I've spent up at fullback or at defender in this tournament, it hasn't worked out for me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to be like Jordan. If it's happened once, it's going to happen again. I still think it's, it's definitely <laughs> well, going to happen to me. I don't know. For, for World Cup, based on spending up defenders, maybe I should say if it's happened 10 times, it'll happen again because <laughs> it has felt like a, a trap almost every time we spent up at defender. But I, I honestly think a lot of these fullbacks are playable. I'm not. Yeah, like you, have I, Guer- you have Guerrero, you have Delo. You also have Theo Hernandez is there. Luke Shaw, Akimi, I think is in Akimi, play as well. Yeah. I mean, you I, could go to any of these guys. Kunde is even thirty seven hundred. Harry Maguire at thirty eight hundred for a goal. I have Ruben Diaz at twenty nine hundred. That's way too cheap for a center back. That's on a team with like a forty five percent clean sheet chance. So. Mm-hmm. It's almost the position where it has the most amount of players I'd like to play. <laughs> I guess forward, there are plenty of options, but if I'm avoiding the England-France game, that sort of funnels me out of some of those. But yeah, all of these Portuguese fullbacks look good. If Jao Cancelo starts, he's at 5,000. I'll probably bite again and get burned on that. Um... Hmm. I was trying to plug in this, figure out an Mbappe lineup here. It's yeah. doable, I think... Yeah. Uh, well, let's try. It's, you do it. it's still pretty difficult if you want to spend up at three defenders. Well, maybe you should put um, Ruben Diaz in there. Yeah. Yeah, I what I just did, I, got, I went to Bono at goalkeeper, and then I'm still in, like, the 4K range in utility, so. Yeah. Well, you, you're going to play Bono, and I feel like Diogo Costa is definitely going to be the way to go. At goalkeeper, especially in cash. I mean, is he, though? Well, <laughs> I guess I'm just kind of, like, beating the same drum. It's a two-game slate. Let's spend up at goalkeeper. His winning clean sheet odds are higher <laughs> than everyone else. So, <laughs> And, of course, we just played Alisson, where the same thing was true. And uh, I think he gets he ends up on negative 1.5. Can't even do us the dignity of saving a penalty. But I feel like I expected Costa to be around, like, 5,800. Or 5,700. And at 5,500, oh, there's just not enough difference. Like, Bono is 4,000. And um, I think I'd rather just take the... I'll trust the odds a little bit. I maybe just want to try to prioritize getting Costa in there. I don't know, man. This this current slate is just sitting in my head. I can't even... I can't even yeah, think about it. what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I think I figured out a. I think I might have figured out a way to fit Mbappe in there. Let's see if this works. Not with Costa though. I. I... Oh, absolutely with Costa. I think you can do it. I guess going Ruben Diaz is. You have to play. You have to play Ruben Diaz to do it. But um, yeah, if you you can get Mbappe and Griezmann and Fernandez, you play one of these uh cheap midfielders. So I have thirty four hundred for one of those. So (laughs) Carvalho. Don't laugh. And then you can play like Delo and then Diaz. And then you have enough room for Costa and then um, a Rabio. Well, I think Rabio's actually a pretty decent play in this spot for his price. I mean, how have his minutes been? I think he plays most. He's not as much of a sub risk, right? Pretty good. He's gone 90 in every every chance. So, Well, maybe he's tired then. He's going to get subbed off early. That would, that would just be perfect, wouldn't it? <laughs> nah, he doesn't get tired. He doesn't get tired? Oh, no. There you go. He's he's Modric. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, this is... Uh, I mean, that's just one way to go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you think this will be popular if people go Griezmann, Mbappe, and and Bruno Fernandez here? Do you think this will be a popular route? I I think it will be because if you just click out of Mbappe and then you try to spend down, kind of left in. I don't know. You're left. How I'm left with no salary? England players in this lineup, which I don't know if that that matters, but it's still interesting. Yeah, it might not matter. Yeah, I mean, you either pay up at Mbappe and then you don't play Foden, or you prioritize getting Foden and then you pay for Bernardo Silva or Usman Dembele, whoever's going to disappoint you more. Yeah, I think I think this one it it makes sense because the alternative is not spending up on Mbappe and then moving up from Ruben Diaz to a Guerrero. So, and I mean, even I guess. Even then, it's yeah. I mean, if you move down from Mbappe to Dembele or even further to Bernardo Silva, that would give you someone better than Ruben Diaz, maybe someone better than than a three K midfielder. So, so yeah. I, it it does make sense uh, just to have Mbappe here because he's Mbappe. Um, if this match goes one twenty, he's going to go one twenty. Absolutely. So I think it does make sense because otherwise, yeah, I, I think this is it. I think that's the cash move right there. Yeah, it's going to be – that's one of the cash moves you like. You just trust him. Bob. I mean, that does make a lot of sense, actually. I mean, what's the mm-hmm. shot that this England-France game goes into extra time? I don't know. Maybe there's actually – maybe the sports books have that, like odds to get into extra time. But if that happens, like – half the time or one in three of the times that doesn't seem so unlikely then uh that makes that makes Mbappe much better that makes Mbappe seem a little bit more worth it to me you're basically plugging in a bunch of guys who probably aren't going to be subbed off as well so I think that's it's just a little safer than yeah yeah that does feel a bit safer I don't know time odds well I guess it's to finish in a draw, it's uh, plus two thirty. So I guess to go extra time, it's plus two thirty. So that's about that's about thirty percent, right? Oh, mental math. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty normal number. Yeah, England plus one ninety five to win in regular time. France plus one fifty. So yeah, that seems about right then. 
Yeah, the other match is plus two seventy. So it's yeah. not it's not that much of a difference, but no. All right, so yeah, we figured out though. we figured out cash games. Well, did we figure it out? I think we narrowed it down at least a little. We bit. We narrowed it down. The people can people can figure it out. I mean, we gave them we gave them the three most obvious plays on the slate. What else do they want? So, well, good thing Zelinsky's not on the. <laughs> uh, he might be. I don't know. He might be. Yeah. Well, how are we going to attack tournaments then? Well, I know how you're attacking. You're. You're going to fade this England-France game entirely and just look at Portugal-Morocco. I, You're going to have the edge. Yeah, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of what I want to do. I want to, uh, maybe instead of Phil Foden, I want to play a little bit of Ziyech instead of Bernardo Silva. Maybe you can actually, you can play Nezri. I still have that like .08, that match where he had like, a, he was min-price and he had like four accurate passes. That was that there. Lived, I think about that game a little bit too often, but he scored a goal at least. So he seems like a, he seems like a decent play there. And then you have some extra salary to play, to plug in whoever you want after that. So it feels pretty good to play, you know, seven of your eight lineup spots from this um, Morocco Portugal game. Maybe six out of eight because you'd maybe want the goalkeeper in the England France, and then maybe if the England France game ends one zero, then you know you just plug in Harry Kane on one side, or you plug in, um, you know, whoever you think gets the goal on France. You can just go for them. I think that's going to be. I think that's a good tournament route. I don't know what's going to be popular though. What do you think the popular route's going to be? Do you think like stacking Portugal is going to be popular? <laughs> so I was going to. So you I think people are going to be more likely to lean on England and France because these are names that we recognize a lot more. Yeah, you, you throw in the odds and then you throw in England and France. So it's kind of hard to say. I wonder how much that, that hat trick for Ramos is in, is in people's minds here as we're looking at him for 9K right now, 50, point, 50 points in, in 74 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think that's going to make him more popular. If you look at Twitter, everyone is talking about how Portugal are like the best team in the world now. All they had to do is just sub off Ronaldo and put in Ramos. So I think people do feel do feel pretty positively about that. That's why I'm like, kind of, that's why I'm kind of off Portugal. I I said I think this match is going to kind of go the same way that the Brazil Brazil Croatia match went. The one worry I'll say is that. Uh, Aguerd probably isn't going to start for Morocco. This El Yamit guy who plays at Valladolid isn't even a regular starter at Valladolid. Okay. May start for Morocco. That seems like an issue uh, for for them. <laughs> seems I, like I, one. Yeah, I think he. I think he's the guy that almost had an own goal in their last match against Spain. He came on for the injured Aguerd, and I believe he booted it uh, from across, almost into the back of the net. Um, so that, that is a worry, but I, mm-hmm. I still think that like this matchup, we just saw Portugal, you know, they ripped apart Switzerland, but Switzerland, a team that they've already seen a couple times, they've already played against those guys. They scored four goals against Switzerland over the summer. Um, I mean, you look at the other matchups, South Korea, Uruguay, Ghana, this Morocco team, more kind of like a home match, just got done playing Spain. And they got to be confident, though, uh, just in terms of how they so. played, how they played in that matchup. They're going to have the home crowd. And I mean, I like Morocco a little bit coming into the tournament. I think I had him. Yeah, I did have him advancing because uh, I had I think I had Belgium finishing bottom of the group. Sharp. Uh, well, I, 
uh, actually maybe I'm, I'm lying. Cause I think I've maybe had Canada second, probably lying, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't fact check it. <laughs> so I, I do think Morocco have a pretty good team. Like Akimi, Mazraoui, solid fullbacks, uh, a bit different than, than what, uh, what for the Switzerland match? They're starting at Milson Fernandez uh, because Widmer was ill was ill or something in that match. So Switzerland was starting a backup fullback in that game, and yeah. now Akimi and Mazuri pretty good. And I think that's going to give Portugal some more issues than they've seen. Yeah, Sice I mean, is always solid. The, the midfield has done has done a good job, and getting the ball to Ziyech up front uh, will produce yeah. opportunities. I, I think so. I mean, Ziyech is one of these guys who we would project. He's definitely not going to get subbed off, right? I mean, famous last no. word, but that's yeah. their best player. Um, I don't know. I really like Morocco to score a goal. And if they score a goal, then it's going to be pedal to the metal for Portugal. That's sort of like the thesis behind all of this, right? I wouldn't want to play in tournaments some like, you know, six, six player Portugal stack with no bring back on the Morocco side. I don't know. This isn't NFL DFS, but like, I really want, I really want the reason why I like this matchup is because I think Morocco are good to score a goal, but they do kind of have that home field. And when they nick a goal, that's going to really push Portugal to attack a lot. And um, I just like that game environment for getting more goals than I do like the England France game just in that sense. But I don't know. It's going to be tough. Like how much, how utilized do you think um, Mbappe is going to be in tournaments? Do you think he's going to be over 50%? It's a two game slate. So, I mean, the ownership percentages. I think it's likely. Yeah. He's got to be up there. I didn't, I haven't looked at percentages from today yet, but you got to think he's going to be up there. Oh, that's so high. Yeah. I mean, do, you, do you think he's going to get a lot of shots off? I read that, you know, because you get all this like ridiculous English media stuff on Twitter and how they're saying, you know, they've been England have been thinking about this matchup for weeks and, you know, they're going to man mark um, Mbappe. Are you buying into this? Do you think that um, Mbappe kind of might get played out of the game? Do you think England can actually pull that off? Oh, man. I think I'm going to fade Mbappe. I think so too. I don't want Because wanna... I think that. That po- the possibility of that happening is possible. <laughs> yeah, so, the possibility of that happening is possible. <laughs> I mean, I was just look. I'm just looking at Mbappe's game logs, and it's like, man, he's been he's been really good. Uh, yeah, he's hit 33 points in all of his starts. He's hit 40 <laughs> points twice. He's been really good, but I mean, you look at the matchups. Poland wasn't good in this tournament. Denmark wasn't good in this tournament. Australia in the opener. They played above expectation, but still a team built of Australian A-League players. Uh, yeah. Then you got Kyle Walker. I think he was – Kyle Walker ha- is is on this team to match up with Mbappe. Uh, Basically, and, like and he, he can. Yeah, like he, he plays at Manchester City. He plays this role. Uh, like you, if, you, if you think that Walker is going to just match up with Mbappe, just – go one-on-one with him. You have that, but then you also have support with Maguire and Stones. It's, it's almost like, I don't want to bring NFL into this, but it's well, like... I already uh, did, so... <laughs> <laughs> so in NFL, it's always, people always say, like Bill Belichick's strategy for the Patriots is 
double up on the best wide receiver and then go man to man on and on everyone else kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. you, you're kind of doubling up on and on Mbappe. You're putting Kyle Walker on him with support from Stones, and then on the other side with with Dembele, Giroud, you'll have guys like McGuire kind of marking those guys. Shaw one on one with the other guys. Is that going to work? Maybe. Um, I think it could work. Uh, I think there's, I don't know, fifty percent chance that happens. So if you want to, if you want to fade Mbappe, I think there's a re, I think there's a reasonable route. Even if you still like France, you can, you can say, okay, well, if they're going to do that, maybe Giroud or maybe a Dembele are the guys that benefit uh, because yeah, they're not getting the opposite the wing, right? Like, uh, makes me like if England are going to focus so much on Mbappe. I mean, Dembele has a lot of speed, so if they're using all their speed to defend Mbappe, then the other side, that's got to, feels like a good tournament spot for Dembele Mm -hmm. in that case, and maybe Griezmann gets a little more space to operate, and then you have to, like, Giroud if he's getting service from those two, so that's true. If I play France, maybe I just prefer to look elsewhere, just purely based on price, purely based on how I expect the players to be utilized in this one. Basically, kind of everything about the setup is making me look to to those other players. I think that's a good point. Um, one more thing I want to talk about. So Zhao Felix, he's 8,400, which is like awkwardly expensive for Zhao Felix. But I've already professed my love for this Portugal game. He's not going to be too, he's not going to really be rostered too much, right? Because at 8,400, he's a little more expensive than players like Harry Kane and Giroud and Griezmann who are going to be popular. And then people are going to spend up on Ramos probably after the hat trick. And people are definitely going to spend up at with um, Mbappe. So does that make uh, Jao Felix your sort of sneaky tournament play? I think it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it makes sense. He's kind of he's kind of in the dead range. I forgot who he said was in the dead range for today's slate, but maybe Richarlison. But yeah, uh, as you say, it's cheaper than Ramos, but he's more expensive than all the guys in that seven K range. So yeah, I think not many people are going to look at him. Uh, we, no. I mean, we barely mentioned him the first 40 minutes of this show. So I think yeah. that has to mean something. <laughs> it does mean something. <laughs> uh, what do you think about his role for Portugal, though? He seems like one of the more important players in the attack. He doesn't really get too much uh, floor points, peripheral points. So not a lot of crosses or things like that. But I'm playing him for a goal at that price. And um, Yeah, it seems like he, he does a little more dribbling inside. Um, he didn't, I guess he didn't draw a foul last match, but that's one of his main sources of floor points is drawing fouls. And who's he going to be? I mean, that'll be Akimi's side. Akimi has been pretty good. Akimi, what did he do with Danny Almo last match? Yeah, Akimi has been really good at racking up the defensive points. I looked at Akimi because I'm interested in him in tournaments, and he doesn't commit many fouls either. So, I don't know, maybe that's a bit stocked down for Felix in that case. But um, Yeah, he has. Akimi's been drawing fouls as well. Oh, boy. Um, didn't he draw the early yellow card in Almo? Maybe um, I don't remember. Falls. Uh, oh, I just looked up ZH, whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. So, all right, we're at 40 minutes here. Uh, any, <laughs> any, any thoughts here? Any lasting thoughts? I'll say, you know, today in my, in my main GPP lineup, I, I went Livakovic and I went the fade Neymar route. And I had with Livakovic, I had uh, I think Richarlison and Venetius or something like that. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. Obviously, didn't work. Oh well. Um. So this time, I think I'm gonna go Bono. 
And then I'm just going to go Bruno because uh, he's in the Neymar role. So I'm going to take that route. I'm going to go with those guys. Maybe like you, maybe plug in someone like Ziyech, maybe Yakimi in this lineup as well. And then find pieces from this England-France game. I, I'm kind of I, I think I have a little different thoughts than you on this England-France game. I think I think someone's going to score in the first half, and it's going to kind of open things up. Yeah. Um. Again, these teams just have not fully been tested in in this tournament. Really, like England just hasn't seen anyone like France in this tournament. Yeah. France, I think none of France's prior opponents has been a team that actually prefers to play with possession. So this game is going to be completely different uh, from anything they've played like. Uh, so so it's just going to be a weird matchup for them. And, I mean, you always have guys like Jude Bellingham is always in there for GPPs. But, I mean, we mentioned Foden Saka. Like, we, yeah. we barely mentioned Harry Kane here. And he is a guy that's in there to go. He's 90. sitting there at seventy five hundred. I mean, a, go he's for a it. guy to go ninety plus minutes. Uh, yeah, he's so, not getting subbed off. So I mean, he, he's sitting there at seventy five hundred. So it's and you consider that with Ramos at nine k. Uh, I mean, you could look at that. You could go with the Kane and Giroud, just stack the two central forwards kind of thing, or or whatever. I mean, it's. Uh, do you like Theo Hernandez? We haven't really talked about him on this slate. Um. I don't Honestly, know. I got burned this, by Theo Hernandez recently. Yeah, last slate. <laughs> this slate is the opposite of today's because all all of these fullbacks are pretty viable. Uh, I, I think so. I mean, you can go for it. The thing I noticed about Theo Hernandez's game log is he isn't afraid to shoot. I mean, that's a great way to get a few floor points because it's like the max upside scenario. I mean, that's what I thought too against Poland, and then he sucked yep <laughs> <laughs> granted he took two shots but i guess indeed I indeed he did he probably hit them into row z i'll be looking at theo hernandez for sure in tournaments i mean he's on the same side as mbappe in this formation so if kyle walker's trying to you kind of sold me a bit more on france if you know kyle walker is going to try to you know man mark mbappe out of that that's going to leave theo hernandez a little bit more room so if you're fading mbappe maybe you look at theo hernandez and then the attackers on the other side that's definitely going to be my approach for France. But um, I guess if we're sort of doing some, you know, flag plant, plant type things, I'm going to probably play an irresponsible amount of Jao Felix and an irresponsible amount of Hakim Ziyech. And I'm going to be looking at this Morocco match to have, you know, maybe three or four goals and then play the England-France match, maybe just to have one goal or something like this. All right. Well, let's get the let's get the score predictions in. What do you got? Oh, boy. Um, let's go. I'm going to take France 1-0, and I'm going to take the goal. It's going to be from Giroud. He's the hot hand right now. He's going to score like all of their goals after and help uh, France advance versus the last time where he comically scored zero goals. And then um, I'm going to take Morocco-Portugal 2-2, goes to penalties, and I'm going to go. I love this Moroccan side. They're too much fun. Morocco advance to the semifinals ahead of Portugal. Okay. Okay. I'll go. I thought I was going to be crazy if I said Morocco were going to win. So maybe I don't want to do that now. I'll do it 2-1. I almost said it. I was a coward. I'm like, oh, 2-2, let's say. <laughs> uh, I don't want to. If Aguero's out, I don't want to trust this El Yamit guy. 
So I'll go one nil Portugal over Morocco, and then I'll do one one for England France. England advance on PKs. England advance on PKs. That's a that's a bold prediction indeed. <laughs> it's not that bold. Come on. Well, don't they never advance on PKs? This is like they're famous for blowing it in knockout penalty kicks. I thought right? they got rid of that in in recent tournaments here. Well, we'll have to look it up. <laughs> All right, whatever. It doesn't matter. The show is over. You can find Jack at Jack Burkhart. I'm at Roto's a Drake. Rotowire.com slash soccer trial. Free two-day trial. You can get this cheat sheet. Good luck to everyone. We got to put in lineups for this big Argentina-Netherlands match. Uh, it should be a fun one. So Noppert captain. Yeah, maybe. I might do that. I might do that. Or Emiliano captain. We'll see what happens. Uh, Either one of those. Either one will work. Good luck to everyone. Good luck, Jack. Good luck to myself. Good luck. See you. See you for the semifinals. See you all. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.